you're not an adult yet, but you're not a kid anymore. You are now officially on the path to becoming an adult. What I wanted to communicate in that dinner was you're not alone. Because mm. a lot of times that path can feel alone. It can feel confusing. Yeah. And not not only just, hey, not alone. It's There are people there that have been there. These people that were at this dinner, these are wise dudes who, who are there for him and have been there. And it gives him resources. Yeah. You know, because everyone that was at that table has a different life experience, mm-hmm. both good and bad, that he can learn from. And so the heart of that dinner was really to just let him know you are on the path to becoming an adult. And your mother, myself, and these men are going to do anything and everything we can to prepare you for that day. And when that day comes, you will be ready. Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we help you understand that stewardship is about more than just finances. My name is Daniel, and I am joined today by Grant. Yep. Hello, Grant. And Brandon Ream. Hello. Hey, Brandon. How are you? Welcome to the podcast today. Uh, Brandon, we've invited you onto the show for a very special reason, because today we are talking about stewarding children entering the teen years. Fun times. You have three children. I do. And one just entered the teen years. He did. 13. When Carson turned 13, you did something uh, that I thought was extremely unique, and it was really cool. And You sent him into the woods, right? <laughs> <laughs> told him to hunt a deer on his own and live for three days. No, but you... Did something that I thought was great, and I'm like, man, this is really cool. And it inspired me to think through, okay, well, what could I be doing for my son when 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 he enters the, the teen years, and and what are we doing for our oldest, Cambria, when when she enters the teen years? It just really made me think through it, and, and that thought process has led to a lot of things for Jody and I to now do and consider and say with our children that I think um, children need in in our society entering the teen years. So uh, I'm excited to talk to you about that. I want to hear, you know, what your thought process was going into it, what tools and resources you used to help you arrive to that place, but then also what the execution of this kind of event around him becoming a teenager looked like for you. Um, And hopefully our listeners are able to get inspired the same way that you, you inspired me. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously we're talking about this, from the lens of, I have one 13-year-old mm-hmm. who is just entering into the teen years. Mm-hmm. I got two more boys, obviously, who will eventually be there. And so we're not talking about it from, you know, the perspective of, hey, I've, you know, all my kids are grown and gone and this is what I did and these are the mistakes I made and this is the good that I did, the bad that I did. Um, you know, here's what you can learn from it. Uh, you know, so hopefully someday we can have that podcast. But for now, this is simply just me saying this is what I did mm-hmm. for now. This is what my plans are in the future. Mm-hmm. And I hope it works, yeah. you know, type of thing. So, uh, yeah, basically for me, this all sort of originated back when I was uh, helping out in a youth ministry. Okay. And I, you and I both went to Bible colleges. We did, and as part of that, we were required to serve in local churches. Correct. Yeah. And then, but this was even after college. Oh, okay. Uh, when I was helping out in a high school ministry, in, by choice this time. By choice, yes, I was not forced. <laughs> um, in a walk through 
the high school years with a, a group of kids, a wonderful group of kids. And um, as that particular group got to their senior year and, you know, the conversations are a lot different than when they were freshmen and talking about life and graduation and college. Um, it was interesting how many of them were afraid of basic things hmm. like money and budgeting and doing your mm-hmm. laundry and, you know, just these conversations that would come up of, you know, man, I've, you know, I've never lived on my, you know, never lived on my own. So I don't know how to do this or I don't know how to do that. And this reminds me of the conversation we also had with Amy Carney. Yeah. And one of our previous podcasts. And she wrote that book, Parenting on Purpose. Yeah. She talked about this exact thing. Mm. Yeah. Like kids had no idea how to do some of these, like, super basic things. Yeah. 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 So that, that, Started a you know thought process in my mind. Carson was you know when I started in the youth ministry, he was literally born the week before we started. <laughs> um, like I mean, he was born next week. We're first Sunday in church, you know, type of thing. And so, uh, just got me thinking, you know, about parenting and purpose with parenting and intentionality. So as obviously as time goes on, um, I got introduced to two people who were influential for me. Uh, one was uh, John Mark Comer, and he talked a lot about um, rite of passage and discipleship, um, spiritual disciplines, apprentice, apprenticeship to Jesus, um, and then also John Tyson, who specifically talked about fatherhood and being intentional with parenting and intentional in, in being a dad. Um, and so, and then through John Tyson's book, which you can get and read, and I would recommend Intentional Fatherhood, he talks about how cultures in the past, you know, I mean, even some modern cultures, but a lot of ancient cultures had a rite of passage to help teens move into adulthood. Yeah. You know. Sending your kids into the woods. Sending your kids into the woods. (laughs) Yeah. Some of them were obviously very primitive. Right. You know, some of them were pretty... You know, crazy. Obviously, if you were a, a, a you know a young male in ancient Sparta, you know, having to go out and you know bring back a dead body, basically, you know, of yeah. an enemy, and proving that you are now officially a man is <laughs> not recommended. You That's know, not what this podcast is about. Not what this no. is about teaching you how to do. I might ask my kid when he can, you know, when Carson can drive. I might ask him to go out and bring me back an In and Out Burger. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. Just kind of like the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> And so, yeah, so it's this this rite of passage um, concept that really got me thinking of, okay, how do I help my boys go from childhood to adulthood? And I want that to be not just something that's driven by age. I want that to be something that's driven by a process Mm. and an intentional, thoughtful process where they know that they're on that journey. And they know where they're headed. And even in a way, they know that they've arrived and that there's just kind of this ceremony in a sense of like, okay, like we've been building towards this moment. And when adulthood comes, you're ready for it. Wow. You've been prepared. So instead of like, hey, I'm, I'm here now, I guess, and I just got here by accident, you're being extremely intentional about what you want your children to experience understand and resources to have um, so that they know when they're there, they have confidence 
Correct. That that there. Yes, I am here, and yes, I'm ready for it. Yes. Yeah. And it's and it's that belief of like I have been prepared for this, right? I mean, we we do this already in a lot of ways, right? We have a middle school, at least last I knew, a middle school graduation ceremony or whatever they call it, where you transition into high school. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you, I remember that specific buildup, right? Sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, at least where I grew up. Yeah. Eighth grade graduation was a big deal for me. I totally remember that. There was a process and you were building towards high school Mm -hmm. and there was a ceremony and there was like, you're a high schooler now. And that, I remember that being a big deal. Yeah. You know, and all of the classes were essentially to prepare you for high school. Mm. And so it's this, it's that same concept, right? And so with Carson, you know, after reading and, you know, a lot of what John Tyson wrote and listening to podcasts of him and Comer, for me, as a follower of Christ, I wanted to look at that through the lens of what does it mean to prepare my son, you know, who has given his life to Christ, to prepare him for life as an adult follower of Jesus. Okay. What does that look like? And so uh, the idea when he turned 13 was basically to do a dinner. Yeah. um, Which obviously, Grant, you were invited to, um, and then other uh, important male figures in his life were also invited to that dinner. I think there was maybe 10 of us all together. Yeah, something like that. Um, But the idea of the dinner was to, as he turned 13, to surround him with godly men um, who can, you know, pour into him and show him what it looks like to be a man, to be uh, a, a man who follows Christ, like, you know, to model that. Obviously, it's, you know, people he already knows, but there was just intentionality put into those relationships and into that dinner of like, hey, buddy, you know, you're not an adult yet, but you're not a kid anymore. Yeah. You know, this turning 13 and, you know, moving into this next stage of life, you're, you're, you know, you are now officially on the path to becoming an adult. And what I wanted to communicate in that dinner was you're not alone. Because mm. mm. a lot of times that path can feel alone. It can feel confusing. Yeah, and not not only just hey, not alone, but as as I'm processing this as you're talking, it's there are people there that have been there. So yes. so so it's yeah. not just like kids his age that he's not alone, but it's like no no these these people that were at this dinner, these are wise dudes who who are there for him and have been there. Mm-hmm. Um, that can give another layer of confidence. Absolutely, and so and it gives him resources. Yeah, you know because everyone that was at that table has a different life experience. Mm-hmm. Everyone has different skill sets. Everyone has different way of thinking and, you know, and brings, you know, something unique and good to the table. Yeah. Um, experiences both good and bad that he can learn from. And so the heart of that dinner was really to just let him know, again, you are moving into a new phase of life. You are on the path to becoming an adult. And obviously your mother myself and these men are going to do anything and everything we can to prepare you for that day. And when that day comes, you will be ready. And if you're listening to this and you sound like, wow, you're thinking this sounds really great, but at the same time, you're kind of overwhelmed, like, whoa, how do I create this experience for my children? What does it look like? Um, 
you recommended to me that book by John Tyson. It was Intentional Fatherhood. Yeah. Is that was called? I strongly recommend that book. I have now um, listened to it twice on Audible, and one of the times I listened to it, I listened to it with my wife. Super duper short book. Very, very easy to, to listen to and, and to consume. It was, it was great. And that book has a lot of step-by-step processes laid out and a number of things that he did with his son to follow as well. Um, but what I'd love to do for the rest of this episode, Brandon, is to to give people some of the practical things you did with your son leading up to that dinner, what the dinner was like, and then, you know, kind of what your experience is after that dinner. So, so this whole initiation into the teenage world, the, the adult world. Um, yeah. What did you do before? What was it? And what did it look like afterwards? There's more than one way to leave a legacy for your loved ones. It's not like you have to die and then just give them this gigantic check because of the way that your will is set up. You can do things now and there's some creative, fairly inexpensive things that you can do. Here's one thing to consider. Start a Roth IRA for your kids or your grandkids while they're young. Think about that. You're putting away anywhere between fifteen dollars and $6,000 a year for each one of those heirs now and then watching that grow over a period of time. And if you want to include them in on that journey, they get to watch that money grow and learn the value of compound interest. How cool is that? Here's another one that you can do now and start enjoying with them now, and that is buy a second home. Buy a vacation home where you have a place where your family can gather. Maybe you're going to create traditions and do every 4th of July, every Christmas, or every Thanksgiving there. This is something that you can do now to leave a legacy. Two creative ways that are a little bit different. All right, so Brandon, uh, one reason I'm really excited about this episode is uh, a few months ago, I actually approached you because I heard that that you had done this. uh, And I was in a place in my life as a 30-year-old man dropping my daughter off at preschool where... I felt like I looked at all the other parents and I saw adults and I myself felt like a, just like a, a man child <laughs> for lack of a better term. Uh, because I didn't, I didn't have a rite of passage, you know, I went to college, um, but, and, and I had the rite of passage of marriage and becoming a father. But, um, in, in so many ways, I, I just didn't know if I had arrived. And you mentioned that in the, in the first half that you want to make sure your sons know when they're there. And I love that. Um, so kind of what we want to provide for our listeners then is how'd you do this? (laughs) What, Mm -hmm. what, what kind of led up to it? Obviously you shared a little bit about what you were listening to and, and what inspired it, but then what was like the preparation like for this process? Yeah. So for me and just kind of the way my mind works and I like visuals, I like to simplify complex issues, you know, that, that work for me. Um, and I didn't communicate this to Carson, but I read another book called Sacred Fire, um, and it talks about discipleship in stages. Mm. And the first stage um, is what he calls just kind of getting your life together. And yeah. I like it because he doesn't spit you know specific ages to everything. It's just some people are in that get your life together phase forever. You know what I mean? Like it's just, yes, I am. It's just kind of getting, you know, your life together type. And and there's a lot of specifics with that, but, 
Um, but that second phase is giving your life away mm. and really understanding that life is about serving God, serving others. And it's not just kind of this consume, you know, everything and conquer the world type of thing. I mean, it right. is really about giving your life away. Yeah. And so for me, a lot of my goals with this and what I want to help my children learn is getting them to that point where they want to give their life away. They want to serve others sooner. Yeah. I don't, you know, my hope and my prayer isn't that that's something they figure out in their forties and fifties and right. If that's, if that's their path and that's what happens, that's, that's fine. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I want them to, I want to help them to get to that stage of discipleship where it truly is about loving and serving others. Because I believe truly that that's where you really start to thrive. Yeah, is when you are pouring your life out, right, uh, for other people, just as you know, uh, just as Jesus commands us and as He exemplified. Yeah, and so, um, so I believe as in a as an as a Christian adult man, right? Like that's, and even women, obviously, but like for my boys as a Christian adult men, that's my hope and prayer for them. And so that's beautiful. This process is trying to teach them and build them up to get to that point as soon as possible. You yeah. Know? Um, and so what I did with Carson is I sat down and had a discussion with him. Honestly, there wasn't a lot of details given to him. It was simply um, a one-on-one talk where I explained to him, you know, hey, you know, uh, there have, you know, there's this thing called rite of passage that a lot of cultures have done. This is was, you know, this was the intentionality behind it. This is why. And now that you're turning 13, I want to, you know, I want you and I to begin and, you know, obviously, um, you know, the other people that were bringing in on that process and his mom and all that stuff, like, we want to begin this process with you mm. when you turn 13. And, and if you're intimidated by having a conversation like that with your children, you don't, maybe you're, you're a person of few words and you don't know how to explain something like that. I mean, rite of passage there are probably YouTube videos, blogs, books all over the place that you can literally just read or watch with your child mm-hmm. um, to yeah. explain the importance of right rite of passage to really set the stage because that's what you're doing here. Yeah. You're setting the stage. Setting the stage. You know, because as we know, you know, there you know when you're a kid, everything's carefree. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll give you a quick example. My middle son and I were uh, building a bunk bed that we're putting in his room. And it wasn't like they're in the middle of the build. It wasn't turning out the way that he was envisioning. And he starts getting really stressed out. And he's just, oh, this is the worst. I shouldn't have made this decision. And he's just, I'm like, dude, just chill out. We're halfway through. It's going to be fine. Because it wasn't like as sturdy as he thought. And it like... All this stuff. He's just going through all the emotions. And we get it to a point where he finally sees kind of the finished product. And he takes a deep breath. He's like, oh, oh, dad, thank you so much. Yeah, this is perfect. I'm so glad we did this. I'm so glad I got this. <laughs> and he's just, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, you know, like, yeah, like, that's why I said, just be patient. 
you know, like just trust the process. Everything will be okay. It's going to end up great. He's like, I know. I just, you know, dad, I'm just so stressed. I, I know I'm not a kid anymore and I can't just live in a carefree world. I got to, <laughs> I got to care about real problems now. <laughs> it's, it's a bug bed for a 12 year old. That's, that's a real problem. Oh that's yeah. So or, uh, you know, and so, um, you know, you, the kids live in this carefree world and then there's this awkward stage Middle called the stage. teenage years. Yeah. Right. And then there's adulthood. And, and so just when you have that conversation with your son or daughter or whatever, just understanding and letting them know, like, they're on a journey, right? Um, they're not quite adults, but they're not kids anymore. And I think that was when my, when I said, I know that seems like obvious to us, but when you say that to your child, it's interesting kind of the, the, the response they have. Yeah. Like my son almost kind of like had a grieving moment, which mm. was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I was glad that's how he responded. Especially for him. Yeah. And it was... Just because, you know, he's one of those kids that even though he's 13, like he still really, really enjoys boy stuff, like little kid yes. boy stuff. Oh, yeah. Which I think is great. Yes. Because, you know, my younger son loves hanging and, and playing with him as a result. But he, to, to know that he grieved that for a little bit. Yeah. That's like, that's cool. And that's precious. Yes. You know? And it, and it showed that he understood you know, the, the dynamic of the situation. And so just having that conversation with him and setting the stage, um, beyond that, uh, I sent, obviously reached out to the men that I wanted to be at that dinner. So you're setting the stage for your son, setting the stage for this event. And one of the things you also did to set the stage is invited other actors to be a part of what's going to happen on the stage. Correct. And with that, I wanted to make sure that everyone who showed up understood and I, I didn't have any doubts with this, but I just wanted to be very clear with the gravity of the situation and what my expectations were and what I needed them to bring to the table. And from my perspective, when you sent this communication to me, I not one time felt a ton of pressure that I had to perform at a particular level. Um, I was very, very clear on what I uh, needed to do, which really wasn't a ton, yet you gave me a lot of freedom to go above and beyond that should I want to. Mm -hmm. So there was responsibility that was given to me, but it felt more like an honor than a pressure. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. Um, so that was awesome, at least from my perspective, when you invited me into that. Yeah. And so with Carson, and I prayed a lot about this, and I don't know that I will do this exact same thing with Colton and Cooper. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I'm really evaluating it through the lens of them as an individual. Yeah, each kid's what different. I, what I feel they need. And Love so that. for Carson... I really felt strongly about, you know, the the armor of God. And so that just seemed to be reaffirmed by the Holy Spirit through different things and prayer and all this stuff. And so for me, and it, and it just so happened to work out where uh, the art. So I invited these men, then I decided on the armor of God, and there was enough pieces of the armor of God in scripture to give to each individual person. Oh, nice. You know, and it just so happened to work out that way. Right. And so I, you know, so like, you know, gave each man say, Hey, I want you to speak directly on this specific, you know, uh, aspect of this scripture. Um, and then secondly, uh, I wanted them to bring, um, 
A forged piece of armor. A forged piece of armor. <laughs> then uh, I don't remember exactly all the questions, but I, I, I remember part of it was, hey, I want you to tell Carson what's the mistake you've made. Mm. Because I know for him, making mistakes is a is a big deal. Like He, he was he gets, stressed out in the middle of a bunk bed build. Or was well, that, that, was, that was Colton? But Carson, okay. Carson, Carson <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't like making mistakes. Right? I, He's I, a bit of a perfectionist. I coached Carson in basketball this past summer. And... He was by far and away the best kid on the team, and if a, if, he, if he didn't go to go to a game, we didn't have a good chance at winning because we just the offense was give the ball to Carson and score. Like he was that good, right? Nice. Um, but if he made one tiny little mistake after the game, he would agonize over that. Oh man, yeah, yeah. So this is this was good. So for him, I know I wanted him to see these men, you know, and and I you know I. I left it up to them on how open and honest they wanted to be. Sure. And to no surprise of mine, they were all very vulnerable, which is uh, just a testament to who was at that table. But yeah. Um, but they each were able to say, this is where I've made a mistake. And this is what I've learned from it. You know, because I wanted him to see that it's okay. You're going to yeah. mess up. Even adult Christian men mess up, you know. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I, uh, then I wanted them to bring a life skill. I wanted them to say, hey, here's a good skill to learn. Here's why. You know, so Grant um, did the skill of writing and journaling and just, you mm-hmm. know, obviously Grant has, you know, used that skill a lot in his career and stewardship. And it's it's done, obviously, written a couple of books. Um, and I know that's something that Grant wasn't necessarily gifted at in college, but he's just worked really hard at. Mm. And so that was a skill that he could pass on to Carson of like, here's a life skill, here's how it's benefited me, and you don't necessarily have to be naturally gifted at it. You can work hard at it. And so... Yeah. And, um, and even from my perspective, as, as he's giving me these instructions, it was super simple to me. It's like, hey, here's the theme, kind of the armor of God. Here's the verse that I want you to, to present. And what it felt like to me was like, just share with Carson what it means to you. Mm. So it's like I read this scripture, and I'm like, yeah, this is what it means to me. And yeah. then each man went around the table, did that same thing, and then we all had a moment to to share a, a mistake, and like, hey, I wish I would have done this a little bit differently, uh, which was really great because all of us had something different, because um, cool. we didn't yeah. talk beforehand about it, uh, and then sharing the the one skill was was a lot of fun too, and that was it for me. It was just these these three things, and. For those of you who are listening to this thinking, wow, I could never find, I think it was eight of us, not 10, but either way. Yeah, it, I'd, I'd have to count it in my yeah. head. But, but like, for those of you thinking like, oh man, I don't I don't have that many people and I don't have a community like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be real. What Brandon has, that community, those, those men that were around that table for Carson, I believe in this era is, is very rare. It is yeah. very precious and very special, something that I know Brandon praises God for. Um, so don't have that don't be discouraged because i do believe it is rare but also don't be discouraged and feel like you can't do this because it would have been just as impactful even if there's just one other person there yes you know and some of those people that were invited to this conversation are kind of like built-in relationships meaning there were uncles and grandparents there yes. you know it wasn't just like yeah. friends that, that you have so um don't be discouraged if you're thinking to yourself wow i don't have a community like that because i would say it's very rare a lot of people don't have the community brandon has but also don't be discouraged like man i can't i I can't do this now because i don't have this many people no this whole rite of passage thing works even if there's just one extra person even for this and in in that book john tyson wrote 
he does a ton of other things outside of a dinner like this uh, that don't have other people involved. So th- this idea can still work. Just listen to Brandon and, and what he's saying and what he brought his son through and maybe creatively think of the ways that you too could provide those same experiences for your son because it's the process, the, mm-hmm. the thought that he had to go through more than anything else. And definitely don't just pick seven random dudes from the street. <laughs> that would Not be, a good idea. No. <laughs> but yeah, so then, you know, from there, I think we did end on uh, everyone there's there's this thing I say with my kids every night and it's speak truth speak life and be grateful and I think those are all important actions to take in life and so one of the things we did at the very end was just have everyone speak life over Carson mm. and say something that they see in him you know just a personality trait you know not like oh you're good at basketball or whatever <laughs> but like you know hey you're you are loving you know you yeah you 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 bring a lot of joy, you know, or you, I love the way that you, you know, serve your nieces and nephews. Yeah, it's, uh, and it's very, very easy to do because for me being invited to that, I have a relationship with Carson. So I see yeah. what he does to, to other kids and, and to my children. So for me, I brought leadership and his ability to lead other people and not just lead, but lead to do the right thing. Mm. Like you sometimes hear like the kids want to go, guys, I'm not sure we should do that. How about we, and he redirects and the leadership that he has towards doing the right thing was amazing. And um, yeah, so it, it sounds like what Brandon's saying is like, well, this is a big deal. That's a big ask to have, of, but it was very, very easy for me. So easy. I didn't even think of it as one yeah. of the things I had to do. Yeah. So um, yeah, then we just finished the night by praying over him. Uh, we also enjoyed a meal together, you know, so we had burgers and fries and all of Carson's favorite, you know, favorite things. Did you make him cook? I did not. So, <laughs> but you laugh, uh, actually. So my, the, the, I'll jump ahead kind of in what, where this is headed. The end goal of this, um, or not, I wouldn't say the end goal, the end ceremony in my mm. mind is to recreate this dinner. Cause the likelihood is from now until the time, you know, he turns 18, 19, um, you know, having all of these men in the same room with just Carson for some intentional action is, is not likely um, based mm-hmm. on kind of what I have planned. Um, but the the end ceremony of all this would be to recreate that dinner. Um, but there's going to be a shift. So, for instance, I made dinner. I served everybody. I got everyone all the food. A little thing like at that dinner when Carson's 18, 19 – He's going to make dinner. Mm. He's going to serve everyone. He's going to lead the meeting. He's going to, you know what I mean? So it's going to shift. It's going to be this visual shift from dad's leading the meeting, dad's serving, dad's doing all this stuff with that end dinner being, no, he's leading it. Yeah. Like a passing of the torch. Right. A passing of the spatula. And it's going to be him speaking into the life of the men around the table. So so this is important. This is super important. We talked about what you did leading up to what the, the, the dinner was like, and now we're going into what things are going to be later. Mm-hmm. What people need to hear and understand is it's not just one moment. Right. It is a long process. And that is good for expectation management on how to probably do this the right way. Yeah. But it's also good for those of you who have teens who feel like maybe oh, I missed out. They're they're seventeen now, <laughs> right? It's like no, they're, they're, there's you can still do mm-hmm. do this, and you yeah. can still do portions of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. That's so great. 
yeah, I don't have everything planned out, you know, <laughs> for the next uh, five, six years you or don't? whatever. <laughs> um, but as day you will find day. in that John Tyson book, um, he has you map out kind of like when that day comes and, you know, your son or your daughter is is gone off to college or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. that is. You know, what are the things that that are really important to you that they know at that point in time? And, you know, what are the skills? What are the you know, the, the scriptures or wh- whatever it may be, what's really important to you at that time that they walk away with. And you've done everything you can. You know, again, they have a part to play in this. It's not, they're not robots that we're programming, but, <laughs> you know, they have a part to play in this. But what, you know, have you done everything you can to give that over to them, you know, so that you can know yeah. I, I did what I could Yeah, as their parent. Um, and so I have these things mapped out of, of you know, skills and, character traits and Bible verses and, you know, routines and habits that I, I hope to lead him in and, and be something that becomes a part of his life. Um, and so I know what those are and it's just figuring out how to do that. You know, so one little side thing is even going to be, you know, I don't know if you guys remember the first time you like did a vacation on your own, like in the sense of like you planned it, (laughs) you know, I certainly wasn't in my teenage years, um, but I remember the first time I did that. And I remember like printing out MapQuest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And feeling like, oh, my, like we were going to California. I just I remember printing out MapQuest and feeling like, oh, man, I'm big time now. Like I, I got to drive and I got to drive to California and I got to figure out how to get there and I got to I got to reserve the hotel. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I remember that vividly. and And so I want to create a situation like that for Carson where we take a trip, you know, with either just him and I or, you know, him, I, and, you know, uh, my wife, Christine or whatever that might be like. And so, uh, but he will have to, we'll basically just give him a budget mm. and say, you got to plan this, whatever you want to do. Here's, here's your money here. Here's the money for it. Mm-hmm. You plan everything. Don't go over budget <laughs> <laughs> or it's coming out of your pocket, you know, type yeah. of thing and just let him figure it out. Wow. And let him figure out how to, you know, how do we get there? What does the gas cost? You know, what mm-hmm. are we flying? Are we driving? Are we, are we reserving a hotel? Are we, you know, what are we, are we staying at Airbnb? Where are we going to eat? You know, all those things, right. That are yeah. important life skills, you know, that we can still give him a real life experience while he's, you know, within our household. So it's, it's stuff like that, um, you know, that we're kind of processing through right now and don't have finalized, but that is the goal. So here's, what is awesome about this conversation? You share a bunch of really great examples that people can follow. But more importantly, the big overarching idea is that uh, the whole rite of passage and the transition into different life stages is important. Specifically, as parents, it's important for us to be intentional about them. And if you're listening to this and you're still confused or frustrated, like, man, what do I do next? Go ahead and read those books. They're great resources, as Brandon had mentioned. But you're saying something very profound, Brandon. You just said that you've identified certain trigger points in your children's life that you believe are important as the parent. And those triggers now mean, I want my child to be able to do X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. And, and the simple takeaway, the simple call to action to anybody listening can be just as simple as that. Write down what are the trigger points in your child's life that you believe are momentous are important. Mm-hmm. And what do you want them to know in those moments? 
What do you want them to know at each trigger point? Starting by just mapping that out is way more than I'd say what most parents do, but can help create the experiences of this rite of passage moving forward. I mean, I think through even my my mother-in-law who did this for Jordan, who's been on the podcast before, um, of what uh, she took Jordan through when, when Jordan was, was becoming a woman based on different trigger points in her life and uh, different books that, that uh, she brought her through and talked to her about relationships and, and, mm-hmm. and marriage and sex and all these different things. And they went away at a hotel for a couple of days. And I mean, to this day, uh, I think Jordan still talks about that and even mentioned that to, to my daughter, Cambria, and it's something that now Jody wants to do with, with Cambria. Yeah. So it, it, this is not obviously just for... Uh, fathers to their sons, but but it's for all parents to their mm-hmm. children. If you write down what are those momentous trigger points, what do I want them to to learn and understand? Yeah, and I, and just kind of for me, the final thing is I it's you know I it, I obviously as Carson's dad and playing kind of the the uh, more face to face role, you know, with him on this, but it's absolutely something that. You know, Christina and I are obviously partnered in on and, and, you know, her role, you know, being his mom, you know, as we work through this is more, you know, uh, in this specific process is more kind of in the back end, you know, Mm -hmm. supporting me, talking it through with me, you know, praying with me about it. Um, But how has this even galvanized your relationship with Christine going through this together? Oh, it it has given us both peace of mind. Yeah. You know, because there is a lot of fear for what happens when your kid becomes an adult. Um, you know, at least for us, I don't know if that's just us, but uh, no, every a, parent, yep. yeah. there's a lot of fear. Right. And so having this process mapped out and the conversations we've had over it and praying over it and what, you know, we both want for all of our children. Mm-hmm. Um, this process has given us peace of mind. It doesn't guarantee anything, right? Like I said, it's, it's not, yeah. it's not going to guarantee X, Y, and Z, they're not robots. We're not programming them, um, but we are loving them and serving them to the best of our ability, mm-hmm. imperfectly. Um, to be clear, imperfectly, <laughs> and we mess up frequently. But at least we know that at the end of this, we will have given everything we can. Yeah, you know, to ultimately point them to God, hmm. but to create thriving, healthy adults. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I would say uh, that is an unbelievable amount of motivation for anybody listening to to do this. Yes, do this for your children. Um, do this for your children to hope create for them the best experiences possible so they can be the most amazing, thriving adults possible. But do it for your marriage. Do it for your marriage because it, it, it can bring you and your spouse closer together. But then as you said at the end, do it for your own relationship with with God as when you're focusing on him throughout this process it undoubtedly will bring you closer to your heavenly father Brandon thanks for for joining us and for being transparent and sharing uh, this whole process it's awesome happy to be here you can find links to all those resources in the description and if you know a parent we encourage you to share this episode with them Uh, listen to this episode with your spouse if if you're not already listening together because this is a huge deal. Again, this has been the Stewardship Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon.